There is a sin that is insidiously hard to detect. It's subtle. It creeps in. The results thereof are incredibly deadly. God hates it more than any other sin. It's even been around since before man. It's no respecter of persons. It can creep in at any stage in your life and mine. It's also the sin over which the most Christians stumble more than any other sin. Believe it or not, this is the only sin that even your face itself can commit. I'm going to tell you what that sin is. It's from Discipleship Study number 30, right here at Bible Tracks Incorporated. And I hope I have captured your attention. I hope you'll stick around and see if maybe, just maybe, you are guilty of this most deadly of sins. I'd like for you to turn to the book of Proverbs. We've spoken for the last couple of days on breaking habits, and today I'd like to look at a specific habit, a specific shortcoming, moreover, a specific sin that I think needs, must be dealt with if we are ever going to truly have the Christian life that we should desire to have. This difficult-to-detect sin, oh, it makes its effect known at the end of the day. And I'd love for you to stick around for just a few moments as we discover it together. We're going to look at what the Bible says about it. Turn to the book of Proverbs. While you do that, let me tell you about this gospel tract that I have in my hand right now. I know I say this often, but currently this might be one of my favorite redesigns of any of our current tracks. It's called Born Again. And I think our operations manager did a great job, our lead designer, Austin Marriott, when he redesigned this gospel tract. I'll say this in particular to any of the ladies that are listening right now. Of course, the users of our gospel tracks are pretty much split down the middle, 50-50 men and women. And we're so very thankful that this endeavor of the Great Commission is not just restricted to one gender or another. And we're thankful for all of the men and all of the women that use our gospel tracks. But ladies, those of you that are listening right now, I think you might want to take special attention to this gospel tract Austin, when designing it, was thinking, you know, we have a lot of gospel tracks that have a masculine feel to them. And let me preface this by saying this Born Again track does not have an overtly feminine feel to it. But when compared to so many of our other tracks that really are seen to be designed for and used almost exclusively by men, and they don't have to be, they can be used across the board, but this one in particular, just the design itself, my wife, when she saw it, she said, I like that. I think I'm going to use that. And we've had multiple ladies, as they've seen this new redesign, have said, I really like that. Now, men, this does not preclude you whatsoever from getting it. Maybe you'd like to order it and you'd like to use it and give some to your wife as well. But you can do that at our website, BibleTracksInc.org. And I'd love to hear your thoughts. If you disagree with me, if you say, you know what? 
that does have a masculine feel or it really does have a feminine feel. I'd love to hear your comments, your criticisms, and your concerns, maybe even your questions. You can do that by contacting me directly, 309-316-7240. I love communing and communicating with the people that listen to this program, so many across the nation, across the world. I had talked to a friend, a new friend in Germany that listens to this broadcast, and I'm so excited about that. Again, you can contact me, 309 316 7240 and you can order this gospel track called Born Again completely free of charge at bibletracksinc.org. Now, let's turn our attention to the book of Proverbs. I was telling you recently that there is a sin that's hard to detect with deadly and sometimes fatal results. That's where I'd like us to put our attention today. Proverbs chapter 6 and verse number 16 says this. These six things doth the Lord hate, yea, seven are an abomination unto him. A proud look. We're going to stop right there for just a moment. A proud look. What sin are we talking about? This insidious sin? It's the sin of pride. Let's look at a description of pride and why it should be so avoided by you and by me. Well, to begin with, pride is thinking more highly of ourselves than we should. You know, it really is humbling to think that God made man out of the dust of the earth. Scientists say, get this, that the value of all of the chemicals in a person's body, now understand this, of course we're made up almost predominantly of water, but if we were boiled down to our basest elements, the value of all of the chemicals in a person's body amount to less than three dollars. Not three hundred, not three hundred thousand, but in our basest state, we are worth less than a Big Mac. Think about that. We are comparable to a gallon of gasoline. Why do we so habitually think of ourselves so highly? Proverbs chapter 27. If you're there in the book of Proverbs, it'll take you just a second to flip over to the right. Proverbs 27 verses 1 and 2 says this, Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. Let another man praise thee, and not thine own mouth, a stranger, and not thine own lips. Pride is taking credit for success. A proud person will seek compliments and brag on his own accomplishments. Paul said this wisely, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. He didn't say because of my amazing education, my incredible intellect, my impassable charisma. No, no, no. He said by the grace of God, I am what I am in 1 Corinthians 15.10. You, all you are, and all you possess is only by God's grace and his mercy. There are no self-made men. No man is an island unto himself, spiritually speaking. We all must rely on the grace of God. You are an illumination of everyone who has ever invested in you. It would be a great day if every Christian learned to deflect praise, not in a faux humbleness, not in a facade of modesty, no, but just to understand that 
when someone compliments us, that really what they are doing is complimenting the investment that has been made in us by others and the grace of God. Don't just say thank you when praised, but point to others that have helped make you. I learned this a long time ago, especially, especially after preaching a message. When someone comes to me and says, that was a great message. Now, truth be told, that doesn't happen all that often. But, uh, jokingly, when someone comes to me and says, that was a phenomenal message, instead of saying, thank you, my rote response has become, praise the Lord. Praise God. I'm glad it was a blessing to you. Not, oh wow, tell me more about how great of a preacher I am. No, friend, that's foolishness. That's pride. Remember that this Bible study, you can get the entirety of it. I'm just skimming the surface of it. You can get it for free from our website, BibleTracksInc.org. Let's continue on. Here's another description of pride. Pride is thinking, and this is a big one, pride is thinking that you deserve to be treated better than you are. The fact is, to hearken back to last week's lessons, the fact is we all deserve hell. Anything better than hell is just God's grace. Those who think they deserve better are easily offended. They have a chip on their shoulder. A proud person is not usually one who walks with God. Because notice what the Bible says. Again, I want to bolster and found everything that we talk about today on Scripture. Psalm 119, verse 165 says this, Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Hmm. How easily offended are you? Does your pride get in the way of your ability to interact with others? Do you truly have great peace? Do you truly love God's law? Pride stops the words, I am sorry, or I have sinned, or I was wrong. Pride strangles those type of attitudes in the cradle. Pride has no interest in admitting fault. Pride encourages us to try to keep up with the Joneses, figuratively speaking. We feel like we need to have, and moreover, we deserve to have what everyone else has. Here's another description. Pride kills thankfulness. You don't often hear the words, thank you, from proud people. There's a story told of a mother and a young boy in a supermarket. The manager gave the boy a nice, shiny apple, just out of the goodness of his heart, didn't make him pay for it. And the mother said, what do you say to the nice man, Junior? The boy looked disgustedly at the manager and screamed, peel it for me. Wow, that's not a great response. But that's also sometimes the prevailing attitude in our culture and worse, in ourselves. Someone does something nice and we just want more from them. Proud people think they deserve a home in which to live, food for their stomachs, and lucrative employment. That's pride, my friend. And if you think I'm getting political today, I'm not. I am just expounding on scripture. Pride is wanting to run your own life. Pride has a hard time taking orders or seeking counsel. Pride produces fake or a facade, a fake living. Pride entices you to try to be something you are not. A great preacher of old said this, Be what you is, not what you ain't. Because if you is what you ain't, then you ain't what you is. 
True words may never have been spoken. We are going to conclude this study today. We'll pick it up tomorrow, but we'll conclude the study of pride with one more scripture verse. And we're going to jump in tomorrow with three or four or five different verses that I think will help lay even more of a solid foundation for what we're talking about. But let's end with this. The book of Psalms, chapter 10, verse 4. You want to know how to dime out a proudful person? Well, Psalm 10, verse 4 says, The wicked, through the pride of his countenance, will not seek after God. God is not in all his thoughts. Friend, it's very easy sometimes. We can put on that facade, but what's inside will come out. I hope you'll join us tomorrow as we conclude or continue this study of pride. God bless. Have a great day for His glory. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.